You're listening to Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Now, in the heart of Amish country, here's Troy and Howie. And good morning again, and uh, welcome back to uh, another episode of Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. And uh, my name is Howie, and on the other line is uh, Troy. Hey, Troy. Hey, good morning, Howie. Good morning, and uh, yeah, both of you and I were talking this morning. I think we're both having a difficult time waking up. I don't know. I don't know what the deal yeah. is. Well, totally. So, exactly, exactly. Did you have off yesterday? Uh, yeah, actually, I did. Yep. Oh, good, good. Yeah. So what'd you do? Well, we went to uh, a friend's house for the first part of the day, and then to uh, my wife's uncle's house for the you know second part of the day. And then oh, came home okay. and enjoyed the evening outside and different areas around us all were shooting off fireworks. So Nice, nice. Yeah, it seemed it was kinda of weird this year. Um I mean we usually can sit in our backyard and watch fireworks. But actually we can see uh the main fireworks in our county, you know, even though it's like twelve miles away. Mm-hmm. Um but we can also see like other fireworks from other counties. In fact there's um we can even see fireworks at uh, Hershey Park from our house. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. I didn't. And uh, it's quite a shoot up there for you guys to see those. Yeah, it is. And I think it's you know we kind of sit on top of a hill where we live, and uh, you know so it was really cool. It was sitting in the backyard. Everywhere we looked, there was fireworks going off, and it was kind of yeah. nice. And then and then now you got the the locals you know shooting off there, which was once illegal fireworks are now. <laughs> Are now right. legal here in Pennsylvania, so so yeah, we got quite. We didn't have to leave the backyard, and I'm I don't think we have left the backyard to see a fireworks show in a long time. Yeah, it was nice. Like um, even in my neighborhood here, you know, I have some trees and stuff around me, but I could look in pretty much like you said, I could look in almost any direction, and I could see fireworks going off. So that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so fact, yeah, it was, uh, it was nice. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say, I, we just we bought a bunch of fireworks to set off, and uh, we didn't even set them off yet. So probably do something like that tonight, just to. We have a, we have friends coming over next weekend, and I'll probably try to hit a couple of them stands today, and wow. uh, see if they have any on discount now. So then we'll we'll probably shoot some fireworks off when they come over next weekend, and because okay. we usually like to get with them, we usually like to get together with them right around the fourth every year. So yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would so, imagine, uh, I would imagine you'll get them at a pretty good discount. I would hope. Oh yeah, yeah. I know a lot of stands are having them buy one get one free, so I wonder if they'll even do, you know, something even better than that because you know I don't know what better you can get, but there's I would imagine you probably get bunch of them for 50% off altogether instead of just, you know, mm-hmm. maybe even, maybe even lower than that, maybe like 70% off or something. Cause I'm sure they don't want to pack them up and have to take them with them when they leave. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how long yeah. those things, I don't know how long they stay good either. Yeah. That's a good question. And and where do you store them to be safe? <laughs> yeah. You know, well, actually I remember seeing something on the news a few years ago where there was a fire, a fireworks warehouse that caught fire. Oh yeah, you've ever yeah, seen I've that? Never seen it. I did. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, geez, you want to talk about grabbing a lawn chair and sitting out and watching that? Too. <laughs> yeah, that, I've yeah. never seen that video. That was crazy. Oh yeah, that's awesome. I saw something funny yesterday. Um, the neighbors were doing their fire. They and they usually do. They usually have. Um, in fact, uh, well, our interview Andy his uh, his grandkids and his kids will come over and they'll set off fireworks and mm-hmm. uh and uh, <laughs> uh i saw the funniest thing is one grandson i guess they set off a firework and uh and it must not have gone well because all i saw was his grandson running down the yard with a bucket of water <laughs> <laughs> and i'm thinking yeah something didn't go right so but uh but, yeah, yeah you gotta you gotta be safe um it, Especially since you know the ground's probably been really dry, so I'm hoping. Yeah. Well, you know, we had a storm the night before, so I think that helped. Oh, that's right. Bit, we but... well, you know what? We didn't get too much of that. Like it did rain a little bit, but mm-hmm. we didn't hardly get we didn't hardly get any of that storm, honestly. Oh wow. So, um, but yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. I've seen it rolling in because we were at my uh, brother-in-law's swimming 
and you yeah. know we saw it get we saw it getting dark and we're like eh, I don't know but it, we never really got much of it it it, oh, it okay. rained it rained really hard for maybe two or three minutes and uh-huh. um, other than that like that was it 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 hardly oh, wow. hit us at all so nice. well you got um, you got a little lucky yeah so we should uh, probably take care of all the stuff we need to take care of here real quick. Uh, yep. You know, th- thanks for listening to us. However, you are listening to us. You know, we have so many different avenues you can listen to us on. Uh, you can do uh, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, and, and a bunch of different other platforms too. Obviously, yep. our, our sponsor Anchor. You can listen to us there. Um, and please, you know, all our social media stuff. Please try to follow us and share us on there as well. Get the word out for us. We have a Stay Tuned with Troy and Hallie on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter at Stay Tuned TNH. And if you want to email us, uh, Stay Tuned TNH at gmail.com. Um, I do have that set up personally to me, so I, I will see when that comes in, and we will respond to you. Um, we uh, we had quite a bit of activity on the Facebook page on our um, our, our patriotic episodes when we interviewed uh, my Uncle Paul and your neighbor, Andy, and yep. uh, I'm hoping that, you know, equals a lot of listens as well. Well, you know what? I saw, um, I don't know if you got to see, like, how many people, uh, it's not just um, likes, but how many people actually responded just by looking at it. Do you know how you take a guess if you don't know? Uh, I didn't see that, no, but I know we had um, somewhere in the neighborhood of 250 likes on that post. So I'm going to yeah. say we probably reached, I don't know, maybe 500. Well, see, this is people observing it and looking at it. And uh, uh-huh. believe it or not, we were close to 11,000. No way. <laughs> I'm dead serious. We had we had uh, close to 11,000 people who uh, actually got to, uh, that actually viewed that post. Oh, wow. Um, and I, yeah, exactly. And I think it, a lot of it had to do with, um, well, with uh, the subject matter. Right. You know, people, people are looking, pe- you know, with everything that's going on in the world and um, kind of the negativity that's been um, overcast on, on America in general. Mm-hmm. I believe that, you know, I believe that what we posted and what we are, you know, what we've aired the last couple of weeks uh, really, I think hit home for a lot of people. Yeah. And it's funny how we didn't really even, honestly, I mean, I didn't anyway, maybe you did, but I wasn't thinking ahead, like, hey, let's get some, you know, uh, heroes in here, you know, come up on the 4th of July holiday. This would be perfect, mm-hmm. you know. It just kind of happened that way. And Yeah, uh, it did. And, uh, yeah, and by the way, I didn't I didn't try that either. It just uh, worked out that way, I think. And uh, um, But it, was, in fact, it worked out have, perfectly, though. Yeah, it worked out real well. Um, we'll be uh, interviewing another person in the next couple of weeks, too, that we have lined up, Troy. And um, it's a person that I, I kind of know. Um, you know, in fact, I used to work with him. Uh, he's re- he's written uh, a few books of his own. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it kind of goes along with um, with what's going on in today's world. You know, he, he talked mm-hmm. about, uh, you know, the inner, inner city um children growing up and, uh, you know, and, and not only the struggles that they have to endure, but also the educational system, how, how that's letting them down, uh, and, you know, things in regards to, like, you know, kids growing up today, and I think, I think he'll be a fun interview to talk to, um, you know, we'll, we'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely, uh, get a little more prepared as time goes for him, but, uh, Jose Rosado is uh, is going to be an interesting interview, I think. Uh, yeah, can't wait. Everything that's going on. Can't uh, wait to talk to him. Yeah, um, yeah. In fact, uh, he was a principal of the school that I was a director of um, back in the uh, day in Allentown, Center City. So mm-hmm. uh, he's uh, he's going to. In fact, he's got a really unique connection uh, to uh, Roberto Clemente. Well, there we go. Believe it or not. Yeah, maybe so, we can. Uh, maybe we'll be definitely we'll have... talking to him about that too. Yeah, absolutely. So, I was just gonna say we yeah. definitely bring that up. Oh, without <laughs> a doubt. So, but uh, but yeah. So um, 
so that's coming up, and um, I'm really I'm really liking uh, the notice the noticing that we're getting with uh, not mm-hmm. only the show but also you know like our, our social media outlets. So uh, yeah, absolutely, folks. You know, there's a lot of folks yeah. that you know. You know, we started out with probably attracting our our friends and family, and now now it's going a little above and beyond that. So yeah, it's yeah. Really, please really carry. Nice to see. You know, Keep sharing the word for us. Um, we, you know, it, it, we, it's just something we enjoy doing, and it's fun to us. Yeah. And the bigger we can make the audience, the, you know, the more we can make this show go further and further, and get, you know, better interviews for everybody too. Mm-hmm. You know, when people start noticing our show, and not just two guys that are, you know, whatever, you know, we'll get <laughs> more. You know what I'm saying? Like we'll get more yeah. interviews then. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> I've, I've been described as whatever a lot, Troy. That's why I laugh. So. <laughs> I don't know if that's uh, a good thing but, or a bad thing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm still that that verdict is still out. I think. But uh, yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, ride, I think, in the future. We we got some. I think we're getting a lot of uh, positive uh, reviews, so to speak. And not yeah, only that, but I, we're we're seeing. We're seeing things um, like I had somebody actually message me um, out mm-hmm. of the blue, and and I don't I don't know who they are, but they're like you know what is your recommendation for uh, for drawing listeners, and hmm. and and uh, I'll be curious to hear what your response is too. But my response was uh, just be consistent in what you do, mm-hmm. and. And the more you're consistent, the, you know, the longer, you know, people will have an expectation of what, what they can expect with their show. But also, you know, you do have to put out some kind of content, you know, um, that is going to be interesting to people that want to listen. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot, a lot of people think that, you know, we're, we're living in a day and age where everybody wants to take a shortcut to stardom and, and fame. And they just think that they're going to record their voice and put it out there. And now all of a sudden they're going to have a million listeners and it doesn't work that way. Yeah. You, you just got to stay consistent with it and, and keep trying to, you know, you know, I think social media is, is really the biggest thing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you have such, you have a worldwide audience really is what you have, you know, you, you just got to figure out, you, you got to figure out how to get to them, you know? Yeah, and and it's funny because uh, when we interviewed Troy Martin, he kind of touched on that. He goes, you know, we're we're definitely living in a different world where you know, both you and I can realize our 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 dream of putting subject matter out there, and and we have so mm-hmm. many different forms to do that. So, you know, yeah, but that's, still, that's a good point. You still have to put something out there that's of interest to people, and uh, you know, and if you're just going through the motions and, and not really putting thought into the subject matter, well, you know what? You're probably going to get that same result. You're right. No, I would hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so, so what are your thoughts? Like if somebody asked you, you know, what are you going to do to make this work? Um, well, I mean, the only thing I would know to tell them is kind of to do what we've been doing, you know, mm-hmm. um, just, if you have a dream, you just gotta, you gotta go for it. And like you were saying, like, you gotta have some sort of consistent, um, a a consistent show is really what it is. Like something that you can put out every week. You can't just, you don't just put it out whenever you feel like it. There's going to be days when maybe you're busy or you're trying to find time to fit the show in, but um, you just got to do it. You have to put it out Mm -hmm. consistently because if it's not out consistently and somebody does find a show that they like, they're not going to look for you. You have to go right. to them. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. so unless, until you get to the point where you're huge, obviously, you know, um, <laughs> you know, like yeah. if you're a Joe Rogan or if you're an Adam Carolla or whatever, something like that, obviously, you know, when you get to a worldwide audience like that, um, yeah, people will start looking for you. Right. But when you're just starting out, you got to put something out consistently that shows up on people's radars um, mm-hmm. because if it doesn't, they're, they're going to, they're, they'll hear you one show and then they'll forget about you. Yeah, you know? pretty much. So that's, much. that would be my thing. It's just to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> I agree. 
But uh, but yeah, so uh, but yeah, that's uh, I, I'm really liking the direction that we're going. In fact, uh, I don't think we've said this to the listeners yet, but we have over 300 listeners going on. You know. Yeah. Uh, yep. We're getting that's, there. That's huge. Yeah. In fact, I was uh, I I've been doing a lot of research when it comes to podcasts because podcasts are still new to me, uh, mm-hmm. and you know I'm still learning it as we go. And what I'm finding out, especially for people who are starting up like you and I, um, you know, I'm finding out that after five to ten episodes, if they have a hundred listeners, uh, that's that's good. Wow. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm like. You know, I'm liking I'm liking the trajectory that we're going here, and uh, and it's you know to have over 300 listeners, I think, is is a huge deal, especially when we're only putting out a uh, an episode per week. Yeah. Um, you know, it's really it's really taken off, in my opinion. I'm I'm really happy with it, and uh, I think I think other people are noticing it because you know, like I said, we're we're getting we're getting responses, and it's showing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, and the nice thing is, is um, you know, you have family that's not, you know, in this area, and I have some family that's not in this area, so, you know, hopefully them listening and pushing it out to their friends will just, you know, it'll get us an audience that's not just in this area, you know. Exactly, yeah. And we try not to talk too local here, um, <laughs> but but sometimes it happens, you know. It, you know. it does. Yeah, you can't you can't take the Lebanon out of it. The Lebanon. Lebanon. Hey, speaking of Lebanon, <laughs> by the way, we are we are officially uh, free. I guess we could have, I guess we technically were celebrating our freedom from uh, from going green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect timing, really... right? At Independence Day, right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You know, I have a whole new meeting for Independence Day, although it really hasn't looked much different for me. Um, yeah, yeah, because it sounds like the numbers are kind of spiking back up a little bit for whatever reason. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've yeah. kind of become a little dumbfounded on why things are going the way they're going. I don't know. I just, I hope something. I I was speaking with uh, with my aunt the other day uh, mm-hmm. through through social media, and I just, I I know at this point it doesn't help to figure out what the heck caused this. Yeah. But why uh, I guess at this point it's pretty much known that this was some sort of factory creation. So why are they not going after these people? Like like how is this yeah. not you know what I mean? Like how how yeah, is this not does, some sort of crime? Like, yeah, it, why it's is almost it like injury? um yeah, I, it's not a chemical warfare, but it kind of is similar to it, isn't it? Well, you know what? Uh, can you argue that it is? I think so. Yeah, you probably could. You know, uh, it's just a matter of somebody admitting to it is what it comes down to. You know, I guess that's that's what it comes down to. You know, at this point, you don't want to you don't want to wrongly accuse someone of uh, you you know saying that they've tried to do this. Right. And then turn out opposite but in the same sense you know okay so you didn't try to do this then what are you doing to hold yourself and everybody around you accountable for these actions yeah you know and that's that's the thing that seems to be uh escaping a lot of folks you know we're we don't really have a a plan in place to address it or maybe we're not addressing it because we're trying to defeat it right now as far as the actual virus is concerned Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's really up in the air, and there's a lot of things that probably you and I don't know that um, people in much higher places than us do. And you know, and maybe this is something that will eventually come to the surface. Uh, yeah. When and where? That, I have no idea. Yeah, you're probably right. It, it it probably just because we're not hearing about it doesn't mean it's probably not being looked into. You're probably right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like you know. There's there's a there's a terrorist a terrorist watch group. There's probably terrorists that are living in our backyard that we don't even know about, but yet yep. somebody has their eyes on them. You know. Yeah. It's just right. that kind of situation at this point, I guess. You know, it's all theory at this point. I'm just playing. And, I'm just playing the dog and pony show, going with the. Flu. And then, and then did you hear that there's another uh, 
a strain of the swine flu that might be coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> exactly. You know, okay. somebody was like somebody in the uh, last night was admiring the full moon that we had, or whatever it is. I guess it's the full yeah. moon last night. And, it was like uh, a semi-eclipse or something, yeah. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, we're just gonna stare at the moon to see if it explodes. And I said, careful what you say. I mean, geez, with everything. Yeah, really. Right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw I saw a funny post on uh, I think it was on Facebook and it said something along the lines of uh, most useless gift from 2019 and the answer was a 2020 planner. <laughs> I like it. Uh, <laughs> you know it's kind of funny because uh, I had uh, I had recently changed offices at work and uh, and I forget where I was it might have been like a Walmart or something but I was looking and I was like you know what I'm I, I was looking through the whole store for a calendar, mm-hmm. and I really could not find a calendar. And I'm thinking, I wonder if that's by design. Yeah, really. You know? <laughs> Everybody's going to want to forget this year. That's There's no yeah. doubt about that. Yeah, so even the stores are like, nope, we're not stocking on this anymore. It's over. So. Yeah. But uh, we're technically in the second half of uh, of 2020 now, so. Yeah, that's know, true. It, Let's hope that 2020 second half is going to be much better. Well, I think, uh, you know, I, I, I knock on wood, I don't know how it can get much worse, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I was just going to say, maybe this would be a good time that we can talk about our mystery sound clip. What do you think? I like that idea. Uh, in fact, uh, I'll tell you what, why don't we, uh, why don't we play this song? This will give you a big hint towards uh, what this is. And then uh, we'll play the song, take a quick commercial break, and then we'll come right back. How's that sound? Let's, let's, uh, sounds like a good plan to see that. All right, good deal. So uh, we'll be right back after this. Always tomorrow, lean on me when you're not strong, and I'll be Oh, really? Um, yeah. Yeah. I found <laughs> that interesting as well. 
And um, and he was inducted in the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 05 and Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 15, 2015. So, yeah. And then and he, uh, he had... Go ahead. I was just going to say, and he had two songs that were inducted into the uh, Grammy Hall of Fame. So, well, okay probably, probably Ain't No Sunshine and Lean On Me, I would guess. That would be my, yeah, that would be my guess as well. Um, yeah, but it says he... Uh, he enlisted in the Navy when he was 17. Wow. And he and he served for nine years. And then during that time when he was in the Navy, that's when he really became interested in writing songs. Okay. And, um, yeah. So it says he reloc- He left the Navy in 65, moved to Los Angeles in 67, and that's when he started his music career. Jeez. Just like that. <laughs> yeah. Just that easy, isn't it? Follow your dreams. That's right. That's right. And uh, and it looks like it said like he he was a professional musician from seventy to eighty five, and then he moved on to other occupations. And I would love to know what other occupations mean. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. My guess is you know he wasn't like a waiter at some restaurant or you know. Something yeah, I wouldn't. I did. wouldn't think so. <laughs> yeah. So something tells me he did um, some bigger things. For sure. I'm wonder. I'm wondering if he did stuff behind the scenes. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? With music. Such. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. Well, he was in the Songwriters Hall of Fame, so, you know, chances are he probably did a lot of writing of music, too. Yeah, I wonder if he has songs written that other people performed that... Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised at all. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, he we lost him this year at the age of 81, and uh, and like you said, he would have been 82 on July 4th of 2020. So, but yeah, quite and, a uh, quite a career for Mr. Withers. That was, you know, I I didn't know much about him. So no, no, I didn't know either until you. I mean, I knew I knew the songs. Suggestion. I I knew the songs, but that's. You know, I didn't know much. I didn't know all about his career, and I didn't know he served in the Navy until we really looked into it and stuff. And that's, mm-hmm. yeah. So, well, you know, what if I would have asked you before, like you looking into this, you know, hey, uh, hey, Troy, who wrote "Lean on Me"? Or I would have known. You would have. I would have. Yeah. Oh, okay. I should. Right. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say I would have known that he wrote it. I knew he performed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't know that okay. I would have known that he wrote it too. I would have probably guessed okay. him just because a lot of people did sing their own songs back then. But. Sure, sure. <clears throat> okay, well, you definitely knew more about him than I did then. Yeah. So. <laughs> it happened. Uh, yeah. Um, so that's, I thought that was a, a cool uh, mystery clip. So good job. But um, I guess uh, you know what we don't have we don't have an interview this week so. Uh, if you want, why don't we just kind of jump into, uh, you know, what's going on in the sports world? Yeah. And uh, I know the big one for you, Troy, uh, being mm-hmm. a Braves fan, uh, you have uh, four Braves players who tested positive for COVID-19. Yeah. You can't get one rid of, them, of this stuff. No. And one of them was uh, our, you know, all-star our first baseman, Freddie Freeman, yeah. Yeah. Freddie yeah. Freeman, um Reliever Will Smith, mm-hmm. uh, righty with a Tukey Toussaint. Did I say that mm-hmm. correctly? Yep, Tukey Toussaint. Yep. Uh, infielder Pete Cosma. Yeah, and him I don't really know much about. No. I, I don't know wow. if he would have been a bench player, or he might have been somebody that just you know they pull up to the from the minors as a needed as a per needed mm-hmm. basis type thing. Uh, yeah, I don't know much about him. Um, yeah. yeah, it's I I don't know we were talking before we started recording and I just, when something, if something like this happens, when the season happens, what, what are they going to do? Like, are they going to have to quarantine the whole team plus the teams that just played them recently? I don't know. Right. Like, well, see, and I also wonder too, Troy, because uh, our, our governor has just made it, I don't, I don't even know if you want to call it a law, but uh, a mandate uh, that if we leave the state and we yeah. go into certain, you know, uh, we cannot. We have to be quarantined for two weeks. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how someone is going to uphold that, but I would say in the professional world where you're under the spotlight, it probably can be upheld pretty easily. 
Oh, but, uh, yeah. my question yeah, to that ahead. would be, you know, so if I was if I were to leave the state and come back in, and I was in one of the states that was on the list, mm-hmm. like who's going to be responsible to pay me for those two weeks that I have to be off? <laughs> Is that my yeah. job? You know yeah. what I mean? Exactly, exactly. And between you and me, if I decide to leave the state and uh, if you think I'm going to come back and report that I was there, probably not going to happen. Yeah. Who's going to be able to afford to be able to come back home and, and then stay off for two weeks and not get paid? Yeah, yeah. I don't know anybody who would. So I'm not quite sure, yeah, where where we're coming up with some of these ideas, but but hey, you know what can I tell you? That's a whole other <laughs> subject that we can get into if we wanted to, but that would probably uh, I don't know, we'd probably be uh, touching some nerves, I think. Yeah, we got to try to stay uh, on top of stay neutral as one. much as we can. <laughs> yeah, we got yeah, to also. Also in the sports world, Jimmy Johnson tested positive, uh, NASCAR racer, NASCAR champion uh, for coronavirus. He's, he's going to miss the yeah. Brickyard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the Denver Nuggets, they closed their facility after uh, positive uh, test results. Uh, they they had uh, two members of their traveling team testing positive for the coronavirus. Mm. Um I don't know who this person is, Dinwiddle. Oh, Nets guard, Spencer uh, Dinwiddle. Um, he has tested positive. Um, yeah, and uh, it's it's quite interesting because, you know, when we look at sports and their, and their date of return, uh, we got, you know, Major League Soccer, that's the first one to return. They're expected to return July 8th. Um, mm-hmm. Then you got the NBA – or I'm sorry, Major League Baseball, they're scheduled to return July 24th. And uh, I don't know, like you said, you know, with what's going on with the players, I don't know that that's going to happen, Troy. I really don't. Yeah. and the, and the, Well, you know what else I did see? And we kind of talked about this, um, I don't know, it might have been one of our first episodes, if not our first, when we were talking about uh, hockey coming back. And yeah. if you remember, like we, we last we had heard, was that Canada's out. Like, it's not happening in yeah. Canada. Now, it is. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I, what is it, Edmonton and Toronto? Is that what it is? Uh, I know Toronto. I didn't I didn't know Edmonton, but you might be right on that. Yeah, I think the West Coast is going to play out in Edmonton, and the East Coast is going to play in Toronto. Okay, <laughs> well. That, yeah, so that's just yeah. how quickly things are changing. Is like, you know, mm-hmm. the, the prime minister wanted nothing to do with it. Now, all of a sudden, that's where it's happening. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and uh, right. and I don't think we still have a definitive date. I know people are practicing. Right. You know, but I, I think NBA does. I think the NBA there's like a, July 31st or something. July 30th is their date. Oh, 30th. Okay. Yep. So yeah, and that's a date. Yeah, in fact, uh, I'm looking at the list here of um, dates that are set. Major League Soccer is set. NBA is set. I don't even know what is UEFA Champion League, um, but that's that's set for August seventh, mm-hmm. uh, and that's it. Uh, the rest of them are either estimates or suspended. And as of right now, it says NHL is suspended to be announced. Hmm. So I don't know. I don't know if this is going to happen. Uh, I'll tell you what. I don't think. Uh... I don't think college is going to happen. I really don't. I don't think so either. I mean, they're already coming up with, like, very stringent guidelines, even if they do happen. And, uh, boy, I don't know. It's going to be – in fact, uh, they do say NCAA football. um, It doesn't say suspended, but it does have a a date uh, of August 29th. Hmm. But, you know, who knows? And then the yeah, NFL I, looks like September 10th. Yeah, I just – I don't see how – I just don't see how it's going to happen. It's just um, with college – because they're, they're supposed to be student athletes, right? So yeah. 
if if they're not going to school and just playing a sport, well, where's the student part of it, you know? So <laughs> Yeah, I know. Well, they would be going to school, but it would be all online stuff. Yeah, I, I guess maybe they could do it that way, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if my son goes to Penn State, and he has to, you know, he at the end he was doing everything online as a result of this stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as of right now, um, they have uh, they're they're planning on going to school and being in person. So I I have no idea. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. Um, yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't bet the house on it. That's for sure. So, but yeah, there's there's a lot of things going on that uh, um, that is just totally up in the air. I mean, I don't know. I mean. I don't even I don't even know how places like ESPN are still in business with <laughs> with what they don't have much to report on. I know. Other than you know uh, the occasional uh, Michael Jordan documentary and you know other player documentaries, you know that can only take you so far. I think. But uh, the, the thing that the thing that's I mean they're not huge sports. Um, I shouldn't say they're they're not huge following, but like you have golf and stuff like that yeah. going on. And, you know, because it's pretty, you know, those guys don't have to be right near each other to to, to play. So at least you have some yeah. of that going on. And, you know, you know, NASCAR is still going, even though, like you said, Jimmy Johnson contacted uh, contracted uh, coronavirus. But yeah. it, I think it's a lot easier to isolate in those instances because they're not all near each other, you know, most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. That that could be that that could be pretty easy to deal with, I guess. A lot of the individual sports, you know, instead of the team sports. Yeah, yeah, uh, and same thing I would imagine with golf. I guess is doable. You know, they want they want quiet anyway, so they don't need fans. Right. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be an interesting. Probably I don't know what today July it's gonna be an interesting probably two months to see what happens and what takes shape. I yeah I'm, I I'm to, sure a lot of things will change too by then. Yeah yeah and I have to be honest with you I I really think that uh, I really think that the NHL isn't gonna happen this year. Really? I do um, and you know just you know they're already they're already scrambling and trying to make this a playoff only format but. Um, as we see other cities spike with the COVID stuff, it just mm-hmm. doesn't seem like it's just going to work out. It yeah. just doesn't. So, you know, like originally they were going to play in Arizona and then, and then, you know, even a place like Minneapolis was a potential um, mm-hmm. spot and we all know what happened there. You yep. know, Florida was another spot, and Florida is, you know, they're they're having major spikes in in the virus. I mean, there's just a lot of a lot of unknowns, and uh, I just don't see it happening. I mean, I I would that's, love to see it happen, but it's just not, I don't think it is. That's where basketball still wants to go too. Is in Florida, they want to stay yeah. in Orlando area. So uh, yeah, it's that's a good point. I don't know what's going to happen there because they are one of the ones that are spiking really really badly mm-hmm. right now. Yep, yep. So we'll see, but eh, who knows? But uh, anyway, I guess you know what? Why don't we, uh, you know, why don't we jump into uh, speaking of sports? Maybe uh, throw a little bit of trivia questions at each other and see what sticks. Yeah, we can do that. Let me first um, throw out uh, Jesus real quick. Oh yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I, I I didn't mention him at the beginning. I don't, I don't want to forget about him. <laughs> no, no. He's still he's, around. He, That's what matters. He's still around. Um, I think he's on a Facebook timeout right now. So Is he really? I haven't been able to. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, you can look him up on Facebook eventually. Well, I don't know that his business pages got shut down, so you can still look him up on his business pages, like Ace in the Hole signs and graphics. Um, okay. Obviously, for any sign needs, any graphic needs, that's where you want to look him up. And then Baby Thirty Baby Original. Um, and that would be where, like I said, you get into his creative part of his mind. If you need something, um, you know, specific or customized or whatever, that's where you would want to go for something like that. 
Um, and he also helped us set up our merch page at tchip.com. That's where I got my hat. And I was also informed that the wife got me a shirt that did not come yet. So I'm not oh. sure what's going on there. Um, right. So she was getting a little bit concerned because she didn't think it would be this much longer after the hat came. Yeah. Um, so I might have to uh, get in touch with them here, but um, if you're, if you're looking for anything there, um, you can go to tchip.com, go to the top there in the little search bar and you just type stay tuned and um, we'll, we'll pop up there and you just click on our merchandise and you can look at all kinds of things they have on there. Um, so yeah, let's go into the trivia. Um, I guess, I guess I'll have you start this week, Allie. Okay. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, I don't know if this would be easy for you or not, but <laughs> kind of funny, but I kind of came across this while I was playing, uh, the, uh, I was playing NHL on Xbox and yeah. I happened to be, <laughs> I happened to be playing Buffalo and, uh, uh-huh. And uh, as I was playing Buffalo, I saw their mascot. And uh, who is their mascot? Sabretooth. It is Sabretooth. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. And I was thinking that maybe you were going to think like a buffalo or something or a bison. And uh, <laughs> how did Sabretooth come about? I don't know. I don't know of the whole history of it. Um, but, I, yeah, he's actually a, a tiger, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, Sabretooth yeah. tiger, prehistoric. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I was like, what the heck? Am I watching a, a saber tooth dancing around in the in the stands? And uh, yeah, sure enough, it was, you know, and his name was Sabretooth. And I was like, um, I was wondering why they chose that uh, over yeah. a bison of some sort, you know? Uh, let's see. Um, it says he was also the mascot of the Bandits, too, for the uh, lacrosse league. Really? Yeah. Okay. Kind of like the San Diego chicken, you know, he gets around. Yeah, I guess so. Wow. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know much about him, where that all came from. Um, I kind of like it because, yeah. you know, it's it's so easy just to play off the name of the city and then have your mascot be that. Yeah, you know? definitely. I mean, I, I get it, I guess, when you say saber, you know, saber yeah. boots, both right. sabers, but. Interesting. Yeah, that that's kind of a stretch of playing off of it, but hey, it works, I guess. Yeah. Well, maybe it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, they haven't uh, been relevant in quite a little bit of time now, so maybe they need to get a new mascot. Yeah, maybe that's what it would be. That's what it'll okay. Be. I'm gonna throw one at you here. Do you know what year the Pirates? started playing, I'm sorry, not the Pirates, the Steelers, not the Pirates. The Steelers started playing in Three Rivers Stadium. Oh, in Three Rivers. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to say 1970 or 71. You got it. It was 70. Very good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, In fact, I was at the very last game at Three Rivers Stadium. Awesome. Yeah, (laughs) it was was really cool. They had, um, well, I, I want to say last game for uh, the Pirates at Three Rivers Stadium, I should say. Okay. Against the Cubs. Uh, in fact, I went to the last two games there, and that was during, you know, the Sammy Sosa era and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So, But uh, it was really cool because we would, um, you know, that's where outside the stadium there would be a bunch of former players who played at Three Rivers that, that they would talk to you, sign autographs, and, and you get to chat with them. And uh, I'll never forget is that's when I uh, I met Sid Bream. And, oh, no. Uh, yeah, Sid Bream was, you know, I told, I, I went up to him, I said, you know, and, and this is exactly what I told him, I said, you know what, Sid, it, it's really easy to not like you right now. And he kind of laughed. <laughs> he, knew, he knew exactly what I was talking about. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, and I said, you know, of all people, how are you the one that scored that winning run? I guess yeah. the Pirates in the playoffs, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm surprised uh, that uh, that there wasn't a pinch runner or something for him, honestly. I know, I know. And of all things, too, um, you know, just just the fact that he was not only a former pirate, but, you know, he was just uh, obviously not fast. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and 
a lot of people can tell you where they were when Kennedy got shot. I can tell you where I was when Ted Green scored that winning run. Uh, I was, Lumbering I was around college. Yep. <laughs> I was at college. I was in a dorm. We were all watching the game on the TV, and everybody knew I was a Pirates fan. And when Sid Green came around and scored, it was almost like they just, like, I just lost my best friend. Everybody came up and gave me my, their condolences, and they're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, I feel so sorry for you, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, thanks. But, uh, <sighs> but oh, my that gosh, was... that was tough. But nice guy, well, then... really nice guy. He was fun to kind of talk with, and. And I don't that know if you the, know, but he's kind of a local here. No, I did not know that, no. Yeah, he's uh, from the Carlisle area. Oh, wow. I did that. Yeah, he still lives in Carlisle. <laughs> or in Mount it's, Holly Springs, is technically is where he's from. Right. Yeah, I did not know that. Yep, definitely. Good guy, though. Good guy. All right. Uh, you know what? I'm staying along the same lines here. Um, and... Uh, when it came to the Buffalo Bills, obviously mm-hmm. you probably know what they were called before the Bills. Right. Okay. How did they come about and what year did they get their name, the Buffalo Bills? Oh, that's a good one. I never really knew how they got the name. But the year would have been... I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Three dates for you? Uh, sure. All right. Um, 1940, 1945, 1947, 1950. When they, when they became the Bills is what you're saying. Yes. I, I think I'm going to go with 47. You would be correct, but the yeah. name I don't I don't know the I don't know how they came up with the name, but I think it was based off of something with Buffalo Bill Cody, but I don't know yeah, why correct. or okay, but I don't yeah, know why or anything. I don't know why either, other than they did do a contest. Oh, okay. <laughs> they did a contest, and uh, and the contest was. Um, was just that, you know, and the winner was Buffalo. Name the team. Yeah. So, so whoever, I guess whenever they, whoever put their submission in, thought of Buffalo Bill Cody and just said Buffalo Bills, and then that's how it started. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And I'm, I'm sure Buffalo Bill Cody was, uh, I mean, he still is popular, but I'm sure he was really popular back in the 40s in Buffalo area. So. I... But imagine, um, I'll, I do know that he must have been a Bills fan, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, if he's not, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I would hope okay. So. Let me see here. When did I just lost my tab? Hang on. Okay, there it is. So let's go to our little Pirates here for you. All right. Which which player? from the Pirates, gave his teammates embroidered stars when they had good games. Uh, Willie Stargell. The Stargell Stars. I never heard of that. Yeah. Isn't that, That's a pretty cool thing. It is. In fact, you know, I coached uh, when my kids were playing Little League Baseball. I was actually the – I actually coached the Pirates. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I actually incorporated that with the – players that I coached. I actually would nice. give them yeah, yeah, if they had a good game at the end of the day, they would get stars. And they would and they and they would stick them to their hat. So it says it says here good. that they started he started doing this um I guess in nineteen seventy eight they were having a bad season and yeah. uh they, they came from behind. They were eleven and a half games back um in mid August. So it was late in the year. And, yeah. and then all of a sudden they came back up and they challenged, they were up challenging the Phillies for the title. And that's mm-hmm. when it all started. Yeah. So that, I thought that was pretty cool. It kind of reminds me of the way like some high school teams or even college teams, when they, when they stick the stickers on the helmets for a job well yeah. done, that type of thing. So yeah. I thought that's pretty, it, I thought that was a pretty cool thing. It is really cool. And if you ever get a chance, look at some of the old games back in the day, you'll see 
players with stars affixed to their hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, really cool. Yeah. Um, yep. The stars will stars. In fact, you can, there's different shops in Pittsburgh where you can go in and buy the actual star patch. Nice. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, Let's you know see. what? I'm gonna I'm gonna stay along the same lines as uh, as what I've been doing, and uh, we talked about the Buffalo Bills, but the Buffalo Sabers they didn't want to call their team after a bison, so they decided to call themselves the Sabers. How hmm. did they come about calling themselves the Sabers? Hmm. Well, because their mascot was Sabretooth, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> not quite, not quite. But uh, uh, yeah, I thought it was kind of an interesting story. This was, I believe, in 1970. Is that when they... Yeah, I, I don't know. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, they were, once again, it, it came down to a, a contest. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, and some film writer in... Uh, some film writer in Toronto, Canada, was the uh, winning choice. <laughs> and uh, but they uh, but what they wanted to do is you know like I said steer away from the name Bison or Bills or Buffalo, mm-hmm. uh, but they wanted to still incorporate that because it was still part of the Buffalo you know logo with other sports and such. So they mm-hmm. decided to put the crossing sabers with a buffalo on top. And uh and that's that's how it was turned about, you know, that uh some of the other choices that they were gonna use would have been the Buffalo Blue Devils. <laughs> um uh, what was the other one? It was uh oh shoot, I for the life of me I can't remember what it was, but there was actually a couple other choices they were gonna come up with. But the Blue Devils stuck out to me and I'm like, I don't know how that would have gone over. Yeah. Especially That's, with uh, the New Jersey Devils, you know, <laughs> being in the league. Well, that that probably would have been before then, though, right? Would it? Well, I don't know. I, mean, I, yeah. how, I don't think the Devils are I, – I didn't think they were that old of a team. Yeah, you might be right. I don't know. They, I don't know if the Sabres came into play before the, uh, the Devils did or not. I'm not sure. Okay. Interesting. Let's see if yeah, I can, I let me know. see if I can pull it up quick. Okay. Devils. Um, Every time but, I hear that, I think of Jerry Seinfeld. Well, you know how they came up with their name, right? The Devils? Mm-hmm. No. It's because of that legend of the the New Jersey Devil is what it's called. It's a uh, Look it up. There's, there's a legend of a guy, like, living in a swamp area, and he looks like a devil or whatever. And oh. That's, a, that's how they came up with their name. Yeah, they were founded in 74. Oh, okay. Wow. Same year so, that the Flyers last won a uh, Stanley Cup. <laughs> is it really? It is. Huh. It is, yeah. I thought they had one before. I thought they had one. Didn't they have one in the 80s? No? Uh, No, they did not. Oh. No, they they made it to the Stanley Cup finals, but they they never won the Stanley Cup since uh, 1974. And I'm actually on here looking at Devils, too. They were founded in 74, but they didn't start out in New Jersey. They started oh, they didn't? out in Kansas City. Oh, you're right. The Kansas City Scouts. I see that now. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And they didn't become the New Jersey Devils until 1982. Right. Okay. Yeah. So interesting. Oh, wow. They were so went... Colorado Rockies from 76 yeah. until um, 82. That's, that's kind of shocking that. Um, hockey didn't stick in Colorado. Yeah, during that time, yeah, I know. Yeah. Did you hmm. did you look into the, uh, the the Jersey Devil thing? No. Um, let me find out here. It says um, the creature is often described as a flying biped with hooves, but there are many variations. The common description is that of a kangaroo-like or a wyvern wyvern-like creature with a goat or horse head. Like better, bat-like wings, horns, small arms, clawed hands, legs with cloven hooves, and a forked tail. <laughs> wow. It has been reported to move quickly. Why don't they use I, that image as their 
I don't know. <laughs> that would be kind of cool, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I remember I remember hearing about that thing, and I didn't know that that's why the team chose that name, but that's why. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, you stumped me on that one. So let's yeah. um, let's go to my last one with you. All right. And we're going to go to the Penguins. Um, Mario Lemieux set a record in 1988-1989 because he had a hand in how many percent in what percentage of how many of their goals? Oh my! So we can get specific <laughs> here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some choices. Okay. Let's go with um. Let's just go lowest to highest. That way I can. Uh, right. that, that way I'm not you know trying to hide the answer per se. So we can go 48, 48.3, 51.3, 54.3, or 57.3. You know what? I'm actually just going to go with the lowest at 48.3. And it would actually be the highest. Are you serious? 57.3% of the uh, goals. Yeah. Wow. He had, he had wow. some sort of hand in, whether it was a, an assist, you know, a yeah. secondary assist or uh, or the actual yeah. goal itself. That is amazing. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, yeah. That's just that's just unheard of anymore. Yeah, wow. I can't imagine, you know, basically knowing that when he's not on the ice, the chances of you scoring a goal are pretty low. <laughs> yeah, and think about that, too, where obviously he's doing it in shifts. Right. You know, it's not like football or baseball where you can stay on the entire time on offense. And, mm-hmm. I mean, he's coming off after uh, a minute on the ice, you know. Now, what what was his rookie yeah. year? His rookie year, I believe, was 84. So, I'm wondering, let's see, he probably would have been lower to mid-20s by that point then. Mm-hmm. So, I'm wondering if he – did he play uh, penalty kill and power play and everything? Actually, Lemieux was 18 when he came into the league, I believe. Okay, so during that year, he would have been like 22-ish then. Yeah. 88, 89. I think so. So, do you know if he played penalty kill and all that? Uh, That I don't know. Back in the day, I don't think it was like, I don't think they broke it down like that all the time. It just seemed like you just played whenever you could. Right. Now they yeah. seem like they have specialists that, yeah. you know. Too much data-driven. Yeah, it is, yeah. but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, the Sabres are really going that way, too, because they, I mean, they haven't, like, obviously, like you were saying, they haven't had much luck recently. They basically yeah. fired their whole scouting department and everything, and they're going to go to oh, a, wow. um, a lo- they're going to go to an analytic, uh, analog, analytics-driven uh, data, and... Mm-hmm. That's how they're going to be, I guess, doing their draft choices, and I, I'm, I'm guessing it's almost going to be like a like a Billy Bean type thing, really. Yeah, well, you know, the Steelers when they when they do their drafts, uh, they obviously they have um, specific needs that they want to fill, but mm-hmm. they literally, if they if they draft, uh, they draft based on the highest ranking player at the moment in time. Like, for example, when Ben Roethlisberger got drafted, their goal mm-hmm. wasn't to draft a quarterback. Mm-hmm. But he was available um, based on rankings in in regards to percentages, and, and they felt like uh, because he was the best player in the draft at the time and he was available, they were going to get him. Yeah. Well, do you know what's funny about that? The Bills were high on him and wanted him really bad that year. Oh, wow. Yep. Instead, they got stuck with J.P. Lossman. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good year, though, for quarterbacks. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, well, you had Eli and, and Rivers yeah. and uh, yeah. and then Roethlisberger, but I don't really know much other than that. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, there was, somebody, was there somebody uh, late in the draft too, or something? I could have sworn. Maybe I'm wrong, but yeah. Um, I don't know, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's interesting to see how teams, you know, general managers especially, you know, they they pick and why they pick, and 
Um, yeah, analytics can take you so far, but you know what? There does come a time when you got to look at the player and be like, you know what? Does this person fit this city? Right. You know, and uh, and if they don't, then why would you pick them? You know, I think that's sometimes where I see, you know, like with the, the human element coming in. Yeah, like like uh, Antonio Brown. I mean, obviously the guy is a freak of talent, but obviously his his attitude uh, later in life did not fit the city, and uh, and yeah. he was just you know same deal with like a Barry Bonds, you know, or. Um, mm-hmm. Um, what's his face? Um, Marion Hosa for the Penguins in the day. Uh, yep. You know, you know, it's like don't bring him on board. He's he's a head case too. So. Yeah, I wonder what's going to happen with Brown. I'm hearing a lot of possibilities that the Seahawks might be interested now. Oh really? Mm-hmm. You know what? I say good good luck. You know, I I think I honestly think Antonio Brown has a lot of mental health issues that he needs to get addressed. And and once he gets them addressed, he might be back to okay. I know when well, he I've, first played with the Steelers, I, I felt like he was a good, fundamentally sound player. But mm-hmm. I start to wonder, I wonder how much of that had to do with Heinz Ward keeping him in check. Ah, good point. You know, and mm-hmm. and then when Heinz Ward left, it seemed like his his ego got the best of him and and he turned into a, a major head case, you know, and, and just whatever happened, I don't know. But something's going on in that head of his that if he can get himself in check, I mean, obviously he's he's an amazing talent. Yeah. It, it, you know, better sooner than later, too, because, you know, <laughs> he's on he's on the back end of his career. Oh, so yeah. yeah. He better figure it out quick if he wants to, you know, finish it out, you know, mm-hmm. on a positive note. I know. I know. But yeah, definitely with something going on. But I, I, if I, if I heard correctly, that he he was doing something to address it. That he okay. he finally did he finally did acknowledge there was something going on there. And I don't know if he's been seeing a counselor or what. But to be honest, you haven't really heard much from him lately either. So that's a good well, thing, that's right? That's true. That's true. He's not in the spotlight right now. Yeah. So maybe he's working on himself. Hopefully, he is yeah, for his so. sake. I hope so. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, beyond football, I think you know. Like I said, when he was first with the Steelers, he was actually pleasant to watch. He had a he had an amazing work ethic. Uh, he he always he wasn't afraid to be part of. And, and once again, I think this is Heinz Ward influence, but he wasn't afraid to be part of the blocking and the hitting and such. Mm-hmm. And then he turned into like a like Mr. Drama King, you know, and yep. he turned in you know he turned into something different and. And he always had the ball, always had to have the ball. And I'm like, come on, you know, that's a shame. I hated to see yeah. that happen because there, you know, the potential for him to, to be one of the greatest of all time, um, I felt, just fell to the wayside when he started acting that way. Yeah. yeah, it happens to a lot of receivers for some reason at that position. Yeah. It just, I don't know. Just, I guess it's because you can't really control when the ball comes to you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of it is you, you feel like, you know, when you get the ball, you make big plays, so you should be getting it more. But yeah. it, it, you, you can't target a receiver 30 times a game. You just can't. No. You know what I mean? Like, no, not unless your name is Jerry Rice. But well, even, even, Jerry, like, Rice, yeah. even Jerry Rice had uh, another guy next to him, you know. But, you know, think about that. Think about, you know, the greatest receiver, if not the greatest football player to ever play the game, Gary Rice. Mm-hmm. And I never heard any deep issues from him, ever. No. You know? Yeah, isn't that something? If somebody had an ego, if somebody had a reason to have an ego, it would have been him. He shattered, <laughs> shattered every receiving record there was, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. And I think I think we're missing those days, you know. They're, they're – we miss the days where players, uh, and I've said this for a long time, we're missing the days where players want to play to win a championship. Yeah, I agree. You know, uh, now we're watching a bunch of players who want to play to add their stats and and look for that next big contract. Yep. You know, yeah, and it's, and it's hard to, and it's hard team. to, it's hard to fault somebody for wanting to, you know, make as much money as they can. That's, mm-hmm. You know, but in the but in the same breath, like there, there's something to be said about 
you know, there's a reason that a lot of parents like to have their kids in sports or some sort of organization when they're younger because mm-hmm. it builds a team camaraderie, and there's something to be said for that. And, you know, when you get a guy that's just going out playing for paychecks, it, it doesn't it doesn't help the team at all. No, it so. doesn't. No, it doesn't. It's, uh, and and that's, that's one thing I've always noticed when I umpire. Uh, I can go out into the field before the game starts, and I can look at both teams, and I can kind of tell you. I, I have a really good idea of what team's going to win before the game even starts. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's based on the work ethic on the field. That's based on how the, the coach takes the game seriously or if, it does, if, if they don't take the game seriously or, mm-hmm. you know, in some cases the players, you know, how serious they're going to take it. And it's talent will get you so far, but but when you don't have the heart to actually want to win, it's not going to – you'll never win. Yeah, it, it won't end up in a championship, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the Patriots are going to find. You know, as great of a coach as Belichick might be, um, I think you're going to find that Tom Brady truly played with heart. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can like him or not like him, and trust me, I'm not a fan of him uh, being a Steelers fan. But I respect him enormously because you knew when he stepped on the field he wanted to win. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's rare. That's really rare to find these days. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen there with Cam. I mean, he like we were just saying, he's he's an, an enormous talent for sure. Yeah, yeah. But it 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 does seem like sometimes he's just so nonchalant, mm-hmm. and I I I always look back at that Super Bowl when yeah. he got stripped of that fumble and stood there and looked at it instead of jumping on it. Like what? Yeah. I, I just, I never, I never could grasp that. Like, dude, like, this is your last chance. It's the fourth quarter of a Super Bowl. Like, you risk your, yeah, you risk everything if that's what you truly want. Yeah. And, you know, we'll see. I'm hoping it doesn't turn out so well, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, uh, yeah. something tells me you're not going to be upset if it doesn't turn out well. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be fine with that. <laughs> Yes, indeed. All right. Well, you know what? So, I think uh, this would be a good place to wrap it up, Troy. What do you think? It would. It would. Um, yeah. So thanks for listening, everybody. Um, yeah. Let's just. Uh, I don't even. I don't know what else I was going to say. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you I, what, do we, do, well, do we have do we have the interview lined up for next week or is that the following week? The following week. The following week. Okay. That's that's what I was going to yep. say. I was like. Yeah, so. <laughs> I believe it's the 15th, if that's a Wednesday. Yeah, okay. So let's, yeah. okay, so let's see, you know, if anybody else pops up during the week, maybe that we can talk to for next week. But if not, sure. you know, we, we will definitely have another episode for you next week. Just not sure if it's going to be an interview yet or not at this point. Exactly. So, but yeah, so uh, we'll close it out with that. And then uh, uh, I'll turn it over to you, Troy, and uh, you'll do your uh, normal uh, talk out, and we'll go from there. Thank you for listening to another episode. Please like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at StayTunedTNH. Email us, StayTunedTNH at gmail.com. And uh, whichever podcast avenue you're listening to us on, Google, Apple, Spotify, uh, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And until next week, stay tuned.